Good morning. It is Thursday, April 23rd, and we begin today by remembering our baptism because in Titus chapter 3, verse 5, it says that God saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. That means that in our baptism, God actually delivers regeneration and renewal and salvation to us. And to remember that, we say the name that we were baptized into, and we make the sign of the cross where our salvation was won. And so we make the sign of the cross saying, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We pray, uh, and again, this prayer is based on a, a prayer from John Bailey's Diary of Private Prayer. Holy Father, from whom alone all good things come, let the Christian graces of faith, hope, and love be ever more firmly established within me. O God, I believe, help my unbelief. Grow my faith to take hold of Jesus' promises of forgiveness, abundant life, and eternal salvation. Help me to believe that your grace is sufficient for me. Help me to trust that your plans for me are good, giving me hope and a future. O oh God, I hope in Christ's empty tomb and in his cross. I hope for your continued mercy. I hope for the lessening of sin's hold on my heart and mind. I hope that because Christ is risen and coming again, everything will be okay. I hope for the day when I will see Jesus face to face and be reunited with those who have gone before me in the faith. O oh God, I love you, for you are love. I love because you first loved me. I love because you so loved the world that you gave your only begotten Son. I love you, and therefore I love my neighbors, whom you love in truth. O oh God, strengthen my faith. Give me greater patience in my hope and make me more constant in my love. In loving, let me believe, and in believing, let me love. And in loving and in believing, let me hope for a more perfect love and a more unwavering faith. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. We confess our Christian faith this morning using Luther's explanation to the third article of the Creed. I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. In the same way he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. In this Christian church, he daily and richly forgives all my sins and the sins of all believers. On the last day, he will raise me and all the dead and give eternal life to me and all believers in Christ. This is most certainly true. This week, we are meditating on Psalm 1. And in Psalm 1, we read, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. 
He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. This little line at the end of verse 3 that says, In all that he does, he prospers. I don't think that that really completely matches the force of the, the Hebrew in this psalm. In, in everything that he does, that, that's, that's fine. But the question then becomes, who is prospering? Because this kind of gives this image that, that uh, the, the person is doing what's right. He's meditating on God's law. He's, he's got God's word, his law and his gospel, uh, the fullness of God's teaching in his mind. And, and he's meditating on these things. And, and because of what he's doing, then he prospers. But the, the way the verb is in the Hebrew, there's a sense that someone else is causing the prospering. And I think that the way that this probably should be read is that you know, this person who meditates on God's law in everything that he does, God causes him to prosper or her to prosper. It, it's that generic him. Um, so it, the sense is that when your heart and your mind are filled with, uh, with God's word and with his teaching, that he will cause you to prosper. Now, we have to be careful with that because sometimes when people hear the word prosper, they think of prosperity and therefore think of their finances and their wealth. Uh, God's concept of what it means to prosper often does not match uh, the way that people often think of prospering. Remember that there are people who counsel wickedness there is a way of sinners. There is a seat of scoffers that are contrary to God's will. And they have their own idea of prosperity. But when we meditate on God's law, he gives us a different kind of prosperity. And sometimes that includes earthly blessings and, and, and wealth and, and those things. And we have been pretty blessed in, in those ways here in uh, North America. But this prosperity also deals with knowing his love, receiving his forgiveness, being reconciled to him, and having a right relationship with him. And when you start thinking about that image of a, a tree that's planted by streams of water that, that has its leaves that do not wither, that's because we have this life in us. That's the prospering of God's presence within us and the fruit that it bears in our lives. And this comes to us through faith in Jesus and in the hope that we have in him as our risen Lord. This morning, we pray for families, for friends. If we're married, we pray for our spouse, we pray for our parents, and we should always pray for our enemies. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank you for our families. And we pray that you would bless the families of the world and that in them you would be glorified, that people would experience love, 
that they would experience unity and connection. And where those things don't happen, we pray for your intervention to bring reconciliation, to bring healing to the families of this world. We thank you for friends and for the blessings that they are to us, the encouragement that we receive from them. And we pray, Lord, that you would be with those who do not have friends and that you would help them to find in you a friend and a comforter beyond any friend on earth. And Lord, we pray for our enemies. And right now in our world, at least here in the United States, it seems like these lines of enemies are drawn in terms of political affiliation. And we ask, Lord, that, that you would help your people to see beyond the politics of today and that you would help us to be a, 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 a voice of reconciliation uh, Jesus, you say, blessed are the peacemakers. And we ask that you would help us to be peacemakers, taking people who are enemies, maybe our enemies, and helping them to become our friends and even our brothers and sisters through faith in you. We pray these things in your name, Lord Jesus, and we pray them with the boldness and confidence that you want us to pray. And we pray as you teach us. Our Father, who art us, who, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. God bless your day. I hope you experience the fullness of, of God's presence as you go through your day. And I hope that you'll come back this evening and join us for an evening devotion.